Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Volkertang. It is so great to be with you today following another great week of talk, music, and community for our older adult audience. I think we have an excellent show today, jam-packed for our Not Old Better Show audience. Our guest today is Modesto, California Mayor Suze Wallen. We're talking local government, its power, its effectiveness, and what it means to govern in U.S. cities today. You know, everybody in the Not Old Better Show audience who watched it remembers what Ronald Reagan did and said to Jimmy Carter in the closing moments of their 1980 presidential debate. Reagan stared straight into the camera and asked the voters a very simple question. Are you better off than you were four years ago? Enough of them answered in the negative to give the challenger Reagan a decisive victory over the incumbent Carter at the polls that November. I was working in the House of Representatives at the time for local Congressman Bernie Sisk and then his successor, Tony Quello, and I remember that time and that question very well. It was a fair question. Most of us have a clear enough memory of the recent past to provide a meaningful answer, at least in regard to our own lives. But what if we ask ourselves about a much longer period of time, say 40 years, then many of us become unreliable witnesses. The warm glow of nostalgia begins to take over. Well, that's how much time it has been. But the current period of widespread public discontent has made Are You Better Off into a more urgent, pressing question for today, of recent today, I'm talking. The one thing I won't say, and it's clear we are not better off when it comes to the political process about getting better, is that this conventional wisdom alone tells us very differently. We're not necessarily better off. But unyielding partisanship, legislative gridlock, incessant name-calling don't have to be the order of the day. And the overall corrosion of public discourse gives most people the impression that we have been living through a period of demoralizing decline. But what if you took a different view to that? What if the national political culture is just as bad as most of us believe, but another quarter of the political system is steadily getting stronger? Our guest today, Mayor of Modesto, California, Suze Wallen, will tell us just that in so many words. I'll introduce Mayor Wallen in just a moment, but for our national audience, Modesto, California is located in the Central Valley of California City, really, of 219,000 people, a city built on agriculture and famous as George Lucas's hometown. And while not filmed in Modesto, American Graffiti was based on Lucas's life growing up there. Mayor Suze Wallen was elected mayor of Modesto in February 2021. So we're just now celebrating one year in with the mayor today. She's a former two-term member of the Modesto City Schools Board, and she was first elected in 2009, then re-elected in 2013, and served two terms as president of the board. Mayor Wallen is also a 40-year registered nurse who spent most of her career in the emergency room. She's a lifelong resident of Modesto and a fourth-generation Californian from Portuguese and Swiss-German immigrant dairy farmers who settled in the Modesto area in the early 1900s. Mayor Wallen cares about the people of Modesto, California. She cares about her service to the community and is representative of how democracy is working in small cities across the U.S. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Mayor Sue Zwallen. Mayor Suze Wallen, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. This is really great to be able to have this opportunity to talk with you. 
Well, it's so great to talk to you. And I wonder if we could just begin here by saying, well, first of all, I hope you and your family are, are all well. My best to you. But how do you think things are going after your first year? As we're speaking today, we are about one year into your first term. So how's it going? Sure. The family's great. They support me in uh, my efforts as mayor, which is uh, extremely helpful. But yeah, almost a year into my term, uh, it's been packed uh, with just a, a variety of pretty significant issues that I've worked 12 to 18 hours a day to tackle. And um, I'll share some of those with you. We started, of course, with COVID and its health and economic impacts. Uh, we've had to address our officer-involved shooting and huge public interest in how policing was and should be done. Uh, so we formed uh, a group called Forward Together. It's a working group of our residents that are addressing that issue head-on and doing a great job. Uh, we have a general plan update that hasn't been updated since the 1990s. We're working on the charter review process. The charter is our constitution for our city. So we're looking at many components of that and seeing about maybe even changing some election dates for the mayoral race and some other real important um, items on the charter. We hired a new police chief and we're on the search for a city auditor and the replacement of the city clerk. Uh, those are big responsibilities. And huge amount of times have gone into helping with our homeless population and efforts to them in finding services. So, and we've also started on the redistricting process to draw new city council district lines that will impact our elections uh, for many years forward, especially the next decade, be decade before the next census. So, but my main priority from day one was to uh, tackle efforts to increase communication, civility, and cooperation on the council. And we've done that through a series of uh, workshops, council development workshops, and have been very successful. So uh, we're also working on, in California, SB um, 1383, our solid waste mandates that uh, we must decrease our solid waste. So that's another huge project. Uh, budget, I'm back in the budget process. When I was very first elected, we uh, crafted a city budget and factoring in the new state and federal funds to cope with the pandemic and homelessness has been something that's been a great help to us, but it's certainly something that we've worked on. So we're working on blight on Highway 99. For those of, that are listening that are not familiar with that, Highway 99 goes from Canada to Mexico. Uh, right through our city. So there's some blight and we work with Caltrans on that. And we're uh, one of the, you know, it's real interesting, Paul, one of the um, primary topics that I'm emailed about is our trees. And we have thousands of dead and dying trees. And we're in the middle of right now replacing 800 trees this year and another 1200 next year. So uh, that's, just a little bit of what I've been uh, working on the past year. So <laughs> that is... uh, that's a lot to think about. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> well, that is. I'm not surprised to hear the number of hours 15, 18. I'm, oh gosh, I would have guessed 24 7. This is just uh, that kind of a thing. And you, and it, and it really is, Paul. I mean, yeah. During the night, I get emails and, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, I address everything and everyone as soon as I possibly can, pretty immediately. So it is 24-7. I'll bet. And 
and Omicron in, in the county in San Estes County. We're talking about Modesto, kind of mid-state in California, in the heart of the agricultural district, but in Stanislaus County. And I wonder if you just tell us how what's going on with the, the overall COVID issues, the statistics you're aware of, and Omicron in particular. Sure. Um, I did spend uh, 40 years of my life as an emergency room nurse. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know for a fact that if you're vaccinated and boosted, your chances of ending up in the hospital are extremely low. And that is the case here. Uh, so I really can't stress enough how important it is that everyone get va- vaccinated and boosted. And I encourage everyone and their families and friends to do the same. But in terms of where we stand in our county, um, nearly 300,000 people are fully vaccinated. I wish it was more. Uh, But of the 4,154 people who've been hospitalized, 76% were not fully vaccinated. And of the 1,529 who have died of COVID, 92% were not fully vaccinated. So it's so important uh, to get vaccinated to protect ourselves and our families and our community. So a few other statistics. Um, We have 57% of our population in our county are fully vaccinated. I wish it was more. We are trying to get the word out every way that we can and um, supporting those efforts. So um, of the deaths deaths that we've had, 70.4% were 65 years or older and 92% were not fully vaccinated. And we currently, I know our, currently our hospitals are slammed, our emergency rooms. We have, my most recent statistics said 49 were in intensive care. And um, of the hospitalized, the highest percentage were between age 55 to 64. But um, it's, it's rough. I'll just say that. It's, it's very difficult. And uh, we just have to keep getting the word out. It is difficult. I, I think it's telling about a city selecting a nurse as mayor during a pandemic. I, I just think this is on our minds. Modesto, of course, is a city of 219,000. So a big city, 300,000 in the county have been vaccinated. Your numbers are, are good. They're, they're mirroring some of what's going on in the rest of the country. But I wonder if you'd tell us a little bit about just generally how people in Modesto are faring and, and what, what's your next big issue that you're tackling? I mean, I know that Omicron is on everybody's minds right now, but I know you've got other plans and other things going on, too. Mm-hmm. What's the next big important issue that you care about? Right. I, you know, I, I feel like many in our country, people are struggling. Uh, pr- prices are high. The pandemic has made life more challenging for everyone in every way, every aspect of our lives. I would say, however, that the comments that I hear from most people are generally positive. Uh, They seem truly appreciative of how hard the council and I are working on their behalf. So they're, they're, they're struggling but they remain optimistic and hopeful that, that we're working hard to, you know, on their, in their benefit for them. In terms of city issues, their main concern follows a, a common theme of safety, which is um, part of our humanity, I think, that we all want to feel safe. They're concerned about the homeless, 
uh, concerned about whether our parks, which here in Modesto are near and dear, for, dear to us, but whether they're safe about policing and crime in our neighborhoods, and even about things like dead trees, which can be a safety issue for their homes. I, like I said, that's what I probably received the most uh, communication about because everyone you know, sees trees and they want to feel safe. So um, that's seems to be, you know, there again, overall safety is the, the primary concern. I know in my research of you and of, of the city activities, particularly uh, your own agenda, that the Martin Luther King Park renovation is high on your list, the, the upgrades there. It sounds mm-hmm. like that fits into safety, but it also fits into this overall sense of well-being. And I'm sure that your care for Modestans and uh, Modesto's future mm-hmm. just brings that right to a focus. Tell us a little bit about the park mm-hmm. and what you've got planned there. Oh, I'm just thrilled about that. And as a school board member, um, probably I spent more time at the King Kennedy uh, Memorial Center for community meetings and events than just about any other place in our community. They were always so welcoming and and had just really significant events that uh, meant something to their neighborhood and to our community at large. So I really enjoyed being there. Um, So I know firsthand how important this park is to the community, and I couldn't be more pleased that we've received this $8.5 million grant to renovate the park and community center. So the money will make a lot of new improvements, but things like a splash pad and an outdoor basketball court, a lighted baseball field, restrooms, and more, uh, as well as increasing, as you mentioned, safety. There'll be more lighting and security cameras throughout the park. So all, you know, all the parks in Modesto are important to residents. I spend a lot of time talking to residents and staff about the challenges we face in maintaining our parks and ensuring that they are safe for children and families. And unfortunately, sometimes those are the areas that get cut first when the budget's tight. So um, we're just going to do our best to, to continue to improve our parks so that families and friends and and community members can enjoy them fully. And I, I think it's important to point out right here that the city of Modesto won the Helen Putman Award for Excellence from the League of California Cities in 2021 during your first year of administration. This has got to be a big boost to everything within the community. In addition to grant writing ability, just general positivity and uplift feeling for the community as a whole. It just goes without saying, but the Helen Putman Award for Excellence is a prestigious award in California. Yes, yes. Oh, gosh, it was just so delightful to be at the um, Cal Cities presentation ceremony when they gave this award out. And there's primarily two residents of Modesto that have worked so hard in that area. Um, One of them is one of our um, firemen, and another one is a teacher at uh, one of our high schools. And they are the two men that have, you know, were the driving force behind both of those projects and have worked years to clean up blight and litter around our uh, outdoor areas by the Tuolumne River. And uh, it's just been remarkable what they did. So I was so thrilled that they received that recognition and some attention was brought to that so that we can hopefully get more funds and continue to apply for these grants to help 
improve our outdoor recreation areas. We're talking with Modesto, California, Mayor Sue Zwollen. Sue Zwollen is just wrapping up her first year of her term. We're talking about local government today, its power, its effectiveness, and what it means to govern in U.S. cities today. Mayor Zwollen, I wonder if you'd talk a little bit more with us about this citywide redistricting. You mentioned it that uh, kind of at the outset of some of the things that you've got going on that are occupying so much of your of your time right now. But it sounds like an enormous project with some significant importance. And so I wonder if you'd tell us some specifics about it. Sure. Um, like many California cities, Modesto uh, elects council members by district. And we have six of those. So six districts, six council members, and then one mayor. I was elected at large throughout the city. And every 10 years, cities go through a process of adjusting those uh, district boundaries using the new census data, which was postponed a little bit this last year due to COVID. Uh, But this is to ensure districts are as equal as possible in population. So for the last couple of months, we have a Citizens Districting Commission, which is made up of volunteers. These are residents that are putting in the time. They give up hours and hours of their time. They've been meeting with mapping consultants to review these proposals and come up with the maps. So uh, on January 8th, the draft maps were released for community input. And that input has gone on uh, throughout January. And um, the uh, commission will hold a public hearing on February 2nd to adopt a recommended council district map that will then be submitted to the council for review at our regular council meeting on uh, March 1st and March 8th. So they're doing all the work uh, in preparation for bringing that to our council. But if anyone would like to review the maps or participate in any way, they can go to the Modesto uh, City of Modesto website, modestogov.com, and search for that Citizens Districting Commission and find out all the details about how to give that input and be involved. So it's really just one more example of dozens of community committees that we have where the wonderful residents of this uh, city get involved and give of themselves. It's things that they feel passionate about, whether it's blight, whether it's um, districting, whether it's policing and how we are going to do that in our community, of any topic, people can get involved. They just have to volunteer. I looked at the website, too, for the city of Modesto, and I, I just I found it to be very helpful and informative and, and, a, and a great resource. I also learned a little bit about Modesto, city of Modesto's trees and forestry services department, who are all working very hard. You mentioned them that uh, Modesto had just has a, a beautiful collection of, of trees, and it's a beautiful place to live in the Central Valley. Mm-hmm. You talked about the trees being removed, but talk a little bit about the trees being replanted, too, because that's got to be the next step on oh, your list. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. Pretty, pretty yeah. exciting. So we have roughly, we have roughly 105,000 wow. trees. Uh, and thank goodness for someone that had the vision to do that many years ago. But tree maintenance is something I hear about from residents almost every day, as I mentioned previously. So in 2021, we removed over 700 dead or dying trees, and we have plans to plant 800 trees this year and another 1,200 next year. So considering how many we have, it it may not sound like a lot, but it's a lot of effort and Mm -hmm. it needs a lot of funding to make that happen. 
We also have many neighborhoods with trees that are 40 to 80 years old and may need replacement soon. So the forestry department's making plans to replace those as well as in future years as funding allows. Um, and there's, you know, mistletoe that mm-hmm. needs to be removed. We know that that's destructive. But we are in the process of applying for grants here again for funding from CAL FIRE and the state that will help us fund these assessment and management efforts. So uh, we will continue to make this a priority. It's really important to everyone here. And it gets pretty warm in the summer here between the hours of, you know, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. So trees provide a lot of shade and help with the environment and are really important to our community. Oh, yeah. The urban forest, it, it just adds so much beauty to the local mm-hmm. neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I have a great view from this office, I might say, that I can just see the trees. And uh, it's it's really impressive and, and is a beautiful thing to see. Yes, of course. So nice to have that green space, be able to look mm-hmm. out on it. I want to ask mm-hmm. you a question now about how democracy is working locally, because we hear so often about the national legislative gridlock, the incessant name calling. And I touch on this a little bit in my introduction, but we also get the impression that there is this wonderful resurgence of democracy on a local level. And I wonder if you'd talk a little bit about that. Oh, democracy is alive and well in our community. Uh, I'm more energized and motivated by the people I talk to every day who are working so hard to make our city a better place. Our staff, from the moment I walked in here, it's staff members are so dedicated to their jobs. They're available 24-7 to all seven council members. Uh, they're just so willing to help. And as you know, you grew up here, so you know what great people mm-hmm. we have here in Modesto. Yeah, And we, yeah. we may have grown to be a big city in size in the state of California, but we still have a small town feel. And I'm just really energized by the progress I know we're making, starting with improving the efficiency and increased communication and cooperation of our council but also on issues like homelessness, coping with the pandemic, and supporting local businesses, which we've done throughout the pandemic. Um, They're again moving ahead to hire our charter officers, like the city clerk and auditor, and maintaining our urban forest, as you described. Uh, We're crafting a new housing plan to increase our housing stock. There's a huge housing shortage here in the state, as well as in our city. Uh, and again, taking steps to review the charter, which is our constitution, and revise our general plan. I, you know, I could go on and on, but each one of these efforts requires input from our residents, whether it's the new housing plan, the charter review, the general plan. So that will continue, and I'm certain that our residents will get involved. And when you ask about democracy, it is going strong here. And I feel it every moment of every day. And part of that, I think, is the accessibility of our council members who are are putting in the work, and it's greatly appreciated. So it's just a real honor for me to even be in this role and be a part of it. Well, and yes, I I did grow up there. My two sons were born there. My 91-year-old mother still lives there. So this matters, and it matters to Modestans 
And I know it matters to you, both personally and professionally. I wonder what grade would you give yourself? You were on the school board. What grade would you assign yourself after this first year? You know, I'm not one to talk really about myself. It's more about the people, but I have, I've, I've got a lot to learn, but I think I deserve an A for effort. And that's my effort, mm-hmm. but it's the effort of the people that live in this community that I just cannot emphasize it enough, how much they care. Um, they, they want to you know, maintain what we have that's always been so great, but then looking forward to the future, uh, be realistic and, and go forward with brightness and hope. And, and it's, it's happening. It's, there's, you know, of course, much to be concerned about, but we're, we're going forward and, and tackling the issues as they, they come along and with integrity and honesty and respect and civility. And they appreciate that. And I do, too, from them. Well, you've been great to talk with today. And I know you're very available. (laughs) The website is wonderful. We're going to put links up to where our audience can find out more about you, specifically Mayor Suze Wallen, as well as ModestoGov.com. And they can reach out to you directly Mm -hmm. there at ModestoGov.com, too. And you are very Mm -hmm. available to people. Is that the the best way to kind of find you and uh, connect? Right. It sure is. Mayor at ModestoGov.com. I will say that both in my eight years on the school board and as mayor, I pride myself on being accessible to constituents 24-7. I give out my cell number freely, uh, but honestly, the best way to reach me is at the mayor's office. And there's a phone number, 509-571-5597, or by email at mayor at modestogov.com. And that way, if I'm in a meeting or doing a podcast, say, <laughs> I can still be accessible and you can you know, get information that you need. So that's the best way. Well, we appreciate your time today, of course, on the Not Old Better Show podcast. Thank you so much. Congratulations again on the Helen Putnam Award and for all that you're doing. Keep it going. Uh, we need leaders like you. And so, Mayor Suze Wallen, our guest today, my best to you and to all the, the fine staff that you're working with within the city. But mm-hmm. uh, great job, and we'll just keep it going. We'd love to have you back and hear on your hear more about your efforts and, and uh, your, share with us your great energy. Well, thank you, and it's truly my honor and privilege to be a part of this. So I wish everyone well. My thanks to City of Modesto Mayor Suze Wallen. Mayor Wallen is just completing her first year as mayor and has accomplished the task of governing an American city in today's political environment. My thanks, of course, to you, my dear Not Old Better Show audience, for your company today, and I hope you'll join me next time. In the meantime, please be safe, be healthy, and practice smart social distancing. And remember, let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.